The following podcast is by Dr. Sean Weiss, President of Senior Health and Wellness Group on the Answers for Elders Radio Network. And welcome back, everyone, to the Answers for Elders Podcast Network with Dr. Sean Weiss from the Senior Health and Wellness Network. And we've been talking a lot this hour about, you know, what it means to deal with situations, I guess, would be better case of mobility, of um, situations of, you know, uh, environment, ex- external factors of how we deal with staying healthy. But now we're going in a little bit deeper and we're going to drive in a little bit more of the whole concept of home health. And, you know, home health is different than home care. And we talked a little bit about what that difference is. But obviously, the thing that's really powerful about home health care is mm-hmm. the fact that Medicare pays for it as long as you're under a care of a physician. Is that correct, Sean? Right. Well, and, and we get so many questions now because so many more people are needing home care services right now during the pandemic. So mm-hmm. we get all kinds of questions. So it's a great opportunity on this podcast to educate and let people know how do you become eligible for home care? So a couple things have to happen um, for Medicare to pay for your services, right? This is something that you're not going to have any cost out of your pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are a Medicare recipient, um, I haven't billed a patient in 18 years. <laughs> so, so if that tells you anything, but in order to do that, you, you have to one be under the care of a physician. Uh-huh. Sometimes we run into a situation where uh, uh, grandma has moved uh, back from Florida is living with the daughter and they haven't established care with a physician yet. Mm-hmm. So then that uh, we cannot go out as a skilled agency to see that individual until they have had a visit with a primary care physician. Mm-hmm. So you do have to have an established relationship with a physician in, mm-hmm. in that area, not out of state. So mm-hmm. important. Um, and then when you do see the physician, they must certify that you need the following and it has to be, you know, they say intermittent, which is part-time. So you need intermittent right. or part-time nursing care. And the right. reason why they say part-time is because if you need full-time nursing care, then, they put you then in you need to be in a skilled nursing facility, which would you say mm-hmm. as a nursing home, you need right. more care. Right. So they need to certify that you need at least part-time or partial intermittent nursing mm-hmm. care mm-hmm. or therapy services, mm-hmm. physical pa- therapy, occupational therapy, or speech therapy services for mm-hmm. either restorative care and restorative care is a term, which this is just typically what skilled home health does. Therapy comes out, you have declined or you've had a surgery and we are getting you back to your prior level of function. Mm-hmm. So that's what we do. That's what we are experts in, but there's also another component to skilled home care. And that is the maintenance therapy side and maintenance yes. therapy and Medicare, you know, they coined the terms several, several years ago and allowing people, you know, with really chronic conditions who really need our services to maintain their current level of function, whether it's the ability to get up and down out of services and walk to around the home safely, or to get out of the home and go to the mailbox safely, like those certain tasks, you know, we may not expect a lot of improvement or new skills to be learned because of their chronic conditions. For instance, Parkinson's disease patients, chronic arthritis and pain, but certainly the ability to maintain the level that you're at for a safety Mm -hmm. 
is also considered part of the care. So either restorative or maintenance care therapy services, um, the physician will certify that you need those. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then the biggest thing that you hear about, well, you have to be homebound. And that is, um, that's a, that's a, such a gray area because Medicare does a good job of not really making it very clear, (laughs) but believe it or not, if you want to dig through the Medicare manual, there's, they get kind of specific and homebound doesn't mean you're bed bound. Homebound does not mean you cannot leave your home. Medicare clearly states in their services manual for eligibility that you can go out of your house uh, a handful of times a week for any type of medical appointments to attend church, mm-hmm. to go to the beauty salon, yeah, um, all of therapeutic outings with the family. And as long as these are, they're infrequent uh, in nature, you know, it's not right. like I'm going to go out every day and I yeah. can go walk to the park or drive down. Well, that's not going to, that's not going to work. You're not going to be eligible for skilled care services because you can get in the car and go down to the outpatient clinic, right? Correct. Correct. So certainly if you have any type of um, assistive device need for you, for you to leave the home, to where you are unsafe and you need supervision to leave the home, then that's where we're looking at um, becoming eligible for services. There's a Mm -hmm. safety need where you need to have assistance and that needs to be, you know, a a considerable taxing effort. And of course, Medicare doesn't clearly define what that is, but if you've had a decline and you are not safe to leave the home without assistance or somebody needs to drive you to where you need to go, then you're certainly eligible for home care. doesn't mean you can't leave the home, you no. just have to leave with somebody, right? right. So right. Um, it's really important that people understand uh, the homebound. Well, it might be an example. Just I'm just going to throw something out there. What if somebody breaks their arm or their ankle? They mm-hmm. can't necessarily drive their car. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, that would qualify, correct? Right, because those are considered temporary homebound status. Yeah, you right. might have just had a knee replacement and you're not allowed to drive right. and your weight bearing is different. Yes. Um, then you are temporarily homebound. So yes. Right. Um, but it doesn't mean your family couldn't take you out to absolutely. lunch someplace or something absolutely. like that. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's not yeah. that stringent as people uh, specifically. Now, yeah. when you talk- the burden, about- the burden of eligibility is always on the home care agency. That's the very first thing we look at when we come into the home is making sure we are certifying this patient is mm-hmm. eligible and meets that criteria. Right. Um, and sometimes- we have patients, so let's say, you know, like I said, I always go back to the Parkinson's disease patients because they are such great therapy candidates <clears throat> to keep their function and to keep their strength. Sure. And we do a lot of care with Parkinson's patients in the home. Um, but we might go in there and the patient clearly needs our services. We have a physician's order for the services, but my son or daughter just has not taken the keys away yet. And it's yeah. just an extreme safety situation. Sure. So that's when we are having heart to heart talks with, you know what, we're taking the keys away for this period of time. Mm-hmm. Let's start with, let's start small. That way you can get your services. You cannot sure. be out driving one. It's incredibly unsafe and dangerous and you have no business doing it when you can't look over your shoulder, mm-hmm. but let's start preparing for what needs Absolutely. to happen down the road, which is, you know, taking the keys away. So yeah. Yeah. Homebound, like I said, there's All lots of, those- of things we have to certify. And all of those things, um, you know, I'm sure that a primary care doctor understands what the rules are. So when you're referred to home health, number one, you'll probably be a little bit educated by your doctor. <clears throat> and number two is, is, is really um, understanding what kind of services you're going to get. And 
Um, I know that physical therapy and occupational therapy, people may not necessarily know specifically what they are, but, um, you know, do you want to just give us a real brief overview of what type of services, speech, diff- language, right. different things like that? Right. For, you know, for whatever the physician you know, feels is necessary, whether it's, let's say it's physical therapy, uh, they're straightforward, you know, post-operative care. That's mm-hmm. certainly one, but mm-hmm. you might be having issues from a neurological standpoint, to where the sure. doctor's like, I want to come in the home for physical therapy. So what we do is once we get the order, we are um, obligated by federal law actually to be out within 48 hours of an established referral. So oh, wow. um, we're out there in the home doing a full comprehensive head to toe assessment. Mm-hmm. Um, whether that's with a physical therapist or a nurse, we put a nurse out on every case to do that head to toe, head to toe assessment. So we're looking at everything from skin integrity full list of, we have to have all the medications out and looked at and verified. We're looking at how you um, access every area of your home. We're looking at um, uh, shortness of breath, respiratory status. Uh, The list goes on and on. Any type of thing that you would get at your physician's office, we are doing a thorough comprehensive assessment. Physical therapy is going to dig in a little deeper and do a very, as well as occupational therapy, do a very hands-on assessment of your function. And that includes your joint mobility, your range of motion, mm-hmm. your strength. Um, how are you transferring from uh, surface to surface? Are you safe? Is there, we're going to do a fall risk assessment. We're going to look at your mobility through the home. Are you using an assistive device? Uh, if you don't, do you need an assistive device and those recommendations? So um, we're looking at neurological screenings. We're looking at balance testing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All of the things. Occupational therapy is going to look at a lot of all the activities of daily living. Are you safely um, performing and do you have the strength and the mobility to perform your activities of daily living? That is getting clothes out of uh, the dressers and the closets and getting dressed by yourself. Are you mm-hmm. able to get in and out of the shower <laughs> safely? Are you doing all of your grooming tasks um, right. safely or do you need help? Are you sitting that? down and standing up? appropriately um can you reach for certain items above your head if you've got shoulder issues Mm -hmm. all those things i just went through occupational therapy on my hands i know all that story yeah yes i had to go into a clinic (laughs) and we have yeah and we have speech therapy you know that goes in also because we after stroke that's important stroke um there maybe have aspiration risk Mm -hmm. dietary straight changes in their diet Uh, maybe they need to go on a, a puree diet or something like that where the patient doesn't have to leave the home to have that assessment done. We can bring the speech therapist mm-hmm. in, educate the family, give them all the tools that they need for that. Right, right. And like I said, skilled nursing, of course, for wound care, uh, medication, uh-huh. teaching and management, chronic disease management, mm-hmm. um, all of the above are just a wonderful set of services that are, sure. uh, are, are there out there for our Medicare patients. Yeah, sure. And then well, also something big too, if I have a second, do we have enough time? I hope yeah, we have a Medicare minute. has changed some things during the pandemic that are still in place in terms of eligibility for home care services. They now allow nurse practitioners and physicians assistants to certify home care, um, which has been really, really helpful in terms of letting us access patients more. And then they have also lifted the homebound requirement during the pandemic. And what that means is maybe you weren't homebound, but now because of a quarantine or a high risk situation maybe it's you have cancer or any other major diagnoses that allows you to have <clears throat> home health in without meeting the sure. home requirements yeah so really yeah right now you know and that's that's important to, to note because certainly 
Um, you know, a lot of us gained weight. We were not as act physically active as we were, you know, <laughs> during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Pandemic, we sat and binge watched TV shows and and ate popcorn. You know, that's right. And <laughs> so, and the depression that sets in. And I think mm-hmm. that's the thing that you know we're we look at. And certainly in our next segment, we're going to talk a little bit about cognition. We're going to talk a little bit about, you know, what's really happened during the pandemic Mm -hmm. and how can you help your loved one through this transitionary period when things are kind of still up in the air still, but we're getting through it. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Okay. Sean will be right back right after this. We would like to thank you for listening to this podcast by Dr. Sean Weiss, CEO of Senior Health and Wellness Group focusing on wellness and prevention strategies for seniors. As a fall prevention specialist, Dr. Weiss provides family support and education to keep your loved ones safe. You can learn more by visiting her website at www.seniorhealthandwellness.org. Hi everyone, this is Meredith from the Senior Fitness with Meredith podcast, where I discuss all things for seniors. From fitness, your health and wellness journeys, how to be all over strong and beyond. I also have my mini podcast called Motivation with Meredith. It's a great, quick, motivational pick-me-up for your days. Join me, listen now, search for Senior Fitness with Meredith on your favorite podcast platform.